Hi, I'm Eric Glass from Workday. Welcome to the Work Talk podcast, where we discuss the most important issues facing your business with some of the smartest people in the business. Uh, Today, we're here to talk about something that every business cares a lot about, revenue, and the big regulatory changes that will impact how companies account for it. We'll also talk about the role that technology plays in helping companies transition to this new model. With me today are Ashley Brown, Arnold Nell, and Betsy Bland. Hi, I'm Ashley Brown, and I'm Workday Senior Director of Global Revenue Recognition and Accounting. I'm Arnold Nell, a partner at PwC focused on revenue recognition. And I'm Betsy Bland, VP of Financial Management Products at Workday. Welcome. Um, let's let's start, you know, high level Rec- revenue recognition. Let's just give it a um, a quick definition. We'll start with Ashley. Guess it's the revenue that a company takes based on whatever they're kind of selling, their orders and their contracts. Um, really the timing when they're taking the revenue, how much, um, how much they might be booking and deferred and taking at a later point in time. Um, that's how I try to describe it to my friends who have absolutely no idea what I do. <laughs> Perfect. I think we all get stuck in that, <laughs> in that place. Arnold, anything you'd add to, uh, to that definition? I think it was said, it's just really how do you account and when do you account for it? Betsy, did we, did we nail it? Not a lot to add to that. In my simple mind, I just break it down to uh, when an organization ships or delivers a a product or a service, uh, that's when they want to recognize revenue. A little more complexity uh, and judgment behind that oftentimes, but at its most basic, that's what it is for me. Um, Well, let's let's dive right into... um you know, a lot of changes coming down that, that are going to impact the way that companies recognize their revenue. Um, uh, Arnold, we'll go back to you. Um, you work closely with companies and, and helping them understand, prepare for these standards. Um, really complex. What, what are we talking about? What's, what's, what's coming down here with these changes? Yeah, so under today's guideline, it's very prescriptive around certain industries. We have various degrees of complexity in how we govern revenue recognition today. So the board has now put out this new guideline that's effective for public companies on January 1, 2018, and private companies, January 1, 2019. And the whole intent of the new guideline is to bring consistency and comparability across the industry. So it will replace effectively all guidelines that we had before under US GAAP and the IFRS. So that being said, we have challenges and we have opportunities. The new guideline is much more flexible. It's open for interpretation as far as judgment calls and estimation where we didn't have it before. When you do that, then your business model may be impacted because of things that you couldn't do today. On the challenge side, I mean, it can affect simple things as sales commissions. Mm -hmm. When you move your revenue around, the associated expenses move with the revenue. It will have an impact on your investor community because the way that you recognize revenue now and the timing of it may be very different. So they need to understand what that impact is on the financial statements. Got it. Now, Ashley, your role, you are on the front lines, right, right and making this making this all happen for for Workday. So, um, you know, what what steps are you taking to prepare, and and um, and, and you know, sort of what is that was that like for you and the team? Um, I mean, it's a major project. It's something I think about every day, and if it's not. Th- that I don't have time to devote to it, it's I'm stressing out that I don't have time. (laughs) Um, So I try to get as much in that I can. I mean, it's a huge project plan. It's not just accounting, right? It's about how it's gonna impact the entire business. That's a big priority of ours is figuring out what is it gonna mean to our numbers? How do we explain that to our executives, to our audit committee, to our investors? Um, What are some of the key metrics that we need to start focusing and reporting on now that will be comparable 
post-adoption. Um, so it's a major project that I'm working on every day. Betsy, how is technology going to really play a role in, mm-hmm. um, in this process? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think this is an opportunity, right, to evaluate your current systems and, 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 and really determine if they're the right systems for you both now and going forward into the future. And I think the, the key word for me is change, right? And legacy systems just have not kept up with the pace of change when it comes to revenue recognition, right? And the changing rules and guidelines that have already occurred, but that are also going to occur here over the next couple of years. And so um, what that's done is forced finance organizations out of the system into Excel. Uh, Excel is um, pretty common when it comes to revenue recognition, but it's not the optimal place to be managing your revenue. And so I think systems that are flexible, that are configurable, um, that you can enable you to sort of uh, define your revenue recognition rules today into the future uh, and get you back into your core financial system of record uh, is the more really optimal way to go. Naturally, I mean, you're working in a, a cloud environment. Mm-hmm. So um, anything that you would you know, sort of add or just what that you know, experience has, has been like for you? Yeah, I mean, having worked you know, at a company that did on-prem stuff, I think it's much more dynamic here. It's much more flexible. It feels like there's so many things that are happening in the cloud kind of on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis that maybe doesn't exist. You know, every four or five years, you get an overhaul on an ERP system. So, um, so it's much more dynamic, and the and the engagement with development is a is a nice, you know, surprise to me coming here that I get to have feedback into kind of where our products headed because of these new rules. Well, let's change gears for a moment. Can't miss an opportunity. We've got these <laughs> we've got these financial experts. Um, so we're gonna play a little game. You better recognize that revenue. <laughs> okay, so I have um, countries and their corresponding currencies. I will give you the country and you will try to name the currency. Everybody's a winner here. Okay, so <laughs> Thailand. The bot. The bot. Betsy's coming out strong. <laughs> South Africa. The rand. You have Net. to get that one right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's one that was sort of, I don't want to say it was put in there that for you. That was a but softball. Yeah. This one might be tricky. I don't know. Poland. The Starts Zlotti. With a Z. Yes, yes, the Zlotti. That one's that one's tricky. And last, how about Japan? The yen. Yeah. Yes to the yen. Now here on Work Talk, everybody's a winner. So <laughs> we have for you these fantastic, flexible, <laughs> agile. Workday calculators. There's one. All the currencies are. All, uh, all of the currencies. Codified in here. Codified. All right. You know, you need, um, you need little else. You think of advice, right? So we, we've talked about this is this is complicated. There's you know there's a lot to it. Big mm-hmm. projects. How do we fit it in? Um, so what advice would you give companies um, that are you know really starting to embark on this? Maybe we'll start with Arnold for this. Yeah, I mean, there is a structured approach that they need to go through from now, if you're a public company, for the next 21 months. I mean, <clears throat> we typically recommend assess where you are, what the impact of the guideline would be on your current processes, people, and technology. Uh, understand the contracts and your revenue obligations that you have in place. Map that out to what the new guideline is going to do to you. Identify those gaps. 
address the systems and those kind of things and also the data points that, that's associated and that's important. And then start the communication process and the drafting of the, uh, the disclosures, um, which is the embed phase. And that's really where you enable all the things based on the new technology to get ready for the launch date. Offer any other, any other thoughts, just advice, things to think about? This is a catalyst, right? An opportunity to, to, to make some changes. And any change involves, I think, process and technology. Um, you know, I'm the technology product person. I think it's an opportunity to really look at, um, you know, what kind of tools are you using or, or having to use today? Uh, and are there better options out there? And I think the key is uh, around, for us, of course, um, you know, how do you find a tool that is adaptable, flexible, configurable to change so that you can uh, model your revenue recognition rules today, um, but also have a system that's adaptable uh, as these new changes, um, you know, move into place. I imagine in the, the number of different companies that, that you talk to, there are those that have the flexibility, those that are facing a perhaps a very inflexible um, system. Are, are, are you are you seeing is is the the the, the worry and the <laughs> and the challenge feel a little a little bit more daunting to those that uh, realize that, that they maybe don't have all the flexibility they need to get this done? Yeah, well, timing is causing a lot of that because yeah. the date's been set now for a while and so the date's not moving. So you have that concept that time is running day by day, is running out on everybody, and then you have the system components to it. And so that technology, in most cases, more often than not, the flexibility is not there. So you can imagine what that changes that they have to go through based on some of the old-prem systems that they have, and how do they make that switch over to a more flexible environment to support their business models. Yeah, makes sense. Ashley, this, this is actually advice to yourself yeah. as, well, <laughs> as well as everyone else facing this kind of Yeah, I mean, the two things that come to mind is stop procrastinating, mm. right? Because there is the standards out there. It's been delayed already. It's not likely to get delayed again despite what some people are hoping and praying for. Um, and then the other thing is don't get overwhelmed because there still is time. And so if you start doing things now, you can get to the point where you have enough leeway to make the system changes you need to or the operational changes you need to figure out what the impact's really going to be, be able to communicate it early enough so that it's not a surprise to anybody, get your policy out there so that your auditors can kind of sign off on it before you get to the point where you have to adopt. Um, so it's, it's one of those things just you kind of have to jump in both feet and start working on it so that you're not press for time at the end. And this is not so much just an accounting exercise that we're going through. I mean, right. the impact in the organization is far upstream as well, as well as your back offices. It includes all functional teams for the most part. So it's a big exercise you have to go through to stand up this, call it a project, mm -hmm. and then start executing on it. But the timing is now to start thinking about it and start executing. Thank you, guests. That's all the time we have for today. I want to thank Ashley Brown, Arnold Nell, and Betsy Bland for joining me today. Thanks for having, Thanks for having us. us. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Work Talk podcast. If you'd like to watch the video version of Work Talk, please visit Workday's YouTube channel at youtube.com/workday.